Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, everyone. Aside from our usual adult language, this episode contains discussion around physical abuse, sexual assault, sexual abuse, emotional abuse, all the abuses. So if you're not in the headspace for that today, I suggest you skip. If you'd like to stick around, I hope you enjoy the episode. Hey everyone, welcome to Little Miss Recap, the podcast where we don't cuss because the Lord is in this house. Hell. We do not say hell, Amy. No hell. Do you know I couldn't figure out what curse word he used? I I didn't watch it ten times. I couldn't either. Until I read some review that was like, oh, he freaked out about saying hell. I was like, oh. Yeah, but that was the second time. The first time when Natalia says to him, please don't cuss. I couldn't figure out what he said that time. I think he said God. Are you kidding me right now? I think so. Okay. Like, I think he took the Lord's name in vain. I think he did, like, oh, my God, or something. Okay. Yeah. These people, know. the mans make me really uncomfortable. I don't know how I feel about her being pulled into this uber-religious The mans family. make me really uncomfortable. And I liked them before this. Mm-hmm. There's something about them that makes me really uncomfortable. They seem to love her. Like, the mm-hmm. end aside, which we'll talk about. They seem to love her, and she's getting everything she needs from them. So good for her. Right. But I I just... uh, I worry, is this just one more group of people that are taking advantage of her? I worry about that, too. Yeah. And and Um, I don't think she's an angel, by any means. Also, let's talk about this documentary as a whole. Jesus Christ. I had real problems with it. And I didn't realize how bad it was until I had watched the whole thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Over multiple days. Okay. And then yesterday I realized we were recording this morning. I had not taken notes. So I had to sit and watch all six episodes. 
Oh, jeez. In one stretch. And let me tell you something. So much of this was repetitive. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I spent all day Saturday on the couch watching all of this, all but like half an episode, which I'd started the other night. And when you watch it in total together, mm-hmm. you realize how terrible it is and how repetitive it is. We could have made this two episodes, three max. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out like how they benefit out of it being more episodes. I don't know. Maybe Netflix pays for more episodes. Well, no, it's or on Discovery. Max. So, like, yeah, whoever is it on ID? So there's commercials. There are. There's definitely commercials. You can tell the way they cut it. Okay, that's how they, they get their money. They then. cut it somehow mm-hmm. to put it on, quote unquote, regular television. Something with commercials. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really repetitive. The storytelling was all over. Like I thought the first part that we covered this summer, or whenever the hell it was on, I thought that was much much better. I agree than this second half i think these producers or directors or whatever were like whoa this turned into like you know the tiger king of the summer of 2023 mm-hmm. right everyone was talking about natalia grace mm-hmm. so i think they were like how can we really maximize this because when else are we going to have this opportunity to make this level of money and do this mm-hmm. kind of thing again uh so that is my guess of why they did it that way but it's just it is so all over the place. The fact that there is never a psychologist or a mental health professional mentioned in the whole thing. Nope. Nope. Is a travesty. And as much as I liked Beth Karras in the first installment of this, I did not care for her in this at all. No, I felt that she was really, really laying on the Nancy Grace. Yes. And overstepping and really being like, well, this is what they were thinking. I'm like, you've never talked to any of these people. You don't know what you're thinking. You were great when you were explaining the legality, when you were explaining the, you know, the government process in terms of her like disability and what she she received and how the money moves. Yep. Great. Love that for us. Yes. This this did not do her any favors. I agree a hundred percent. I, uh, yeah, I didn't realize until you said it, there are no therapists in this, no psychologists. No, we never talk to a mental health professional mm, to get their take on what's wrong with any of these people. Right. Because there's something wrong with all of these people, whether it was caused by the trauma. I mean, look, someone said it in Backdoor Friends. I think it might have been Michelle who said it. But like two things can be true at one time. Natalia yeah. can have had a terrible life and have been horribly abused and mistreated and all of those things. And also she can be unwell too. Yes. She is a hundred percent unwell. Mm-hmm. And, and there's something about her that really bothered me this series. And I hate to say that because we, when I see those images of her from the mm-hmm. first documentary, when she is clearly a child. Yeah. As a mother, I can't help but think of my own kids at that age. Mm-hmm. And the trauma that this girl endured, I can't even imagine. I was so explaining the whole... Th- yeah. Right. You can't... I can't divorce myself from that. Like, I, you know, I understand that. At, at the same time, there's also this layer of inauthenticity with mm-hmm. her that she's so performative. And I feel like she's almost learned from Michael. Uh Uh-huh. Performative was exactly the word I was going to use. I was explaining this whole story to my mom yesterday. Yeah. She hasn't watched any of it. She Mm -hmm. did watch that Daughters of the Cult thing, and I was like, that was was an abomination. We can't Mm -hmm. even talk about that, Amy. Mm -mm. It was so bad. Mm -mm. Which is such a shame, because it's an interesting story, and it has a big sister-wife tie-in. I know. I know. But but it's so bad. So bad. Anywho, 
but I was explaining the whole thing to her and I'm like, she's like, so how old was she when they put her in this apartment? I'm like, eight, mom. She was eight. She was like, oh my God. She's like, you were a pretty um, independent, could care for yourself child all your whole life. That's a whole other conversation. Yeah. She's like, I wouldn't have even left you alone for an hour at eight. No, no. Because you would have been freaked out. And that's not even the worst of it. In my opinion, as a parent, the worst was when she was in that halfway house. Yes. Like, you are around drug users. Yeah, that, I, that's what apartment. she's saying. I'm not making the assumption. Yeah. No. <clears throat> oh, was... Oh, okay. oh, the halfway house after the mental... Yes. After, the, yes. after she was in the hospital. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Right yeah. before they took her and threw her in the apartment. The Section 8 housing apartment, yeah. Yeah, like, it was... Oh, my God, I can't even imagine. I know. No Here wonder she nine she's years acting old. out sexually. It's... One can't even know what this 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 young woman has seen in her life. It's awful. It's, it's awful. awful. Okay, so let's get through this, shall we? We're talking let's about Natalia Grace season two. Natalia speaks. It's on. We watched on Max. I think it's on Discovery ID. On, mm-hmm. Yeah. We have characters who are returning. We have Natalia. We of course have Michael. Who Jesus Christ! I'm calling the broke down Jack Black. I don't know what he's trying to do with that facial hair. That facial hair is so bad. God. He looks like a 90s singer. I thought, is he like from Smash Mouth? <laughs> but then I realized when Jack Black was like kind of yeah. at his worst. Yes. Physically with his facial hair, that's that, Michael. I love yeah. Jack Black, so I'm not dissing him, but you know. Right. It, it's sort of like a Wolverine situation. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. No. We have Bishop Antoine Manns. We have his wife, Cynthia. We have Beth Karras, like you said. Bob Goldsmith, the sheriff of Tippecanoe County. We have Jackie Starbuck. She was the prosecutor in the Barnett case. Mm-hmm. Brandon Davenport, who's a detective. Veronica Maxwell and Ken Maxwell, both retired FBI investigators. I don't mm-hmm. know if they're related or married. I don't either. Don't know. So Natalia and comes out from. We had a- my boyfriend. We had Ooh. my boyfriend, Uncle Phil, the attorney. Michael's attorney. Oh my god, I forgot about him. I write about him later. Terrence. Terrence, yeah. My boyfriend. He who is I did Uncle Phil like from... Yes. yes. He is handsome, though. He's handsome, but he's problematic. Oh, I don't care for him, personally. Yeah. I just yeah. find him pretty to look at. Michael, can we talk about... Can we talk about somebody married this man? Two people married this man. <sighs> somebody married this man, Amanda, after seeing this show. Two people married. Yeah, someone married him after seeing this. And after he was this way. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't know what he was like when he and Christine first met. Well, I'm going to doubt. Point, I'm not. One point I, when, I guess is that he's like this, but. At one point when they're on the phone together, she goes, don't go into your weird, freaky denial state. <laughs> and I was like, oh, she knows him. She oh, knows yeah. Him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God, I want her to talk so bad. Me too. Me too. Me too. Okay. So anyway. Me too. Okay. So we learn. So Natalia comes out from some room and she gets into her little wheelchair. She's wearing her green dress. She tells us, I want you to hear my side of the story because Michael and Christine took all of these plots from the orphan. Now, the problem with Natalia is she does this weird performative yelling all the time where she's Uh yelling at us. Right. And we don't deserve to be yelled at. No. But she's just angry. And I get it. Mm hmm. We learn that Natalia has been with Bishop Antoine Mar- Mans, not Mars, and Cynthia Mans, and they have 11 kids, and Natalia has been with them for over 10 years. 
She seems to have parents who love her. Mm-hmm. We see her hugging her parents. We see her siblings all come out. They all gather around her. Cynthia says, Natalia is like a light to our family and has brought so much joy. She says she was broken when she came to the family, mm-hmm. but we worked on picking up those pieces. So this is current state. Right, right. This is what she is saying is happening. So this was really hard to take notes for because it was constantly repetitive. Mm-hmm. So I kind of listed some things, but okay. we'll get there. So in 2013, we learn and see again that the Barnetts send Natalia to live in an adult learning center by herself. And this is where the staff call the police and say, something's not right here. This is clearly a child, but it says she's an adult. And are we losing our minds? The collective, (laughs) like, are we here right now? Right. So Sheriff Bob Goldsmith gets involved and he's a pretty good dude. I like this dude. Yeah. He's like, I have kids. This girl was not 22. So he's like, she was more like 11. But then he says, and tell me if you thought this was weird. I asked her about the abuse and she said, no, and I didn't pry. Because if there's one thing I learned about talking to kids when they're abused, it's don't pry. They'll come to you on their own time. I feel like that's not what you're supposed to do. I don't feel like that's what you're supposed to do. I feel like there's, there's a big chasm between prying and asking questions. I agree. Like, isn't it literally your job to find this out? Find out what's happening here. Maybe you don't pry, but maybe you get a child psychologist involved who pries. Right. Right. You find somebody to talk to this child and ask what happened to them. Yes. So Natalia just keeps saying, you need to know what happened in that house. Well, then tell us. Here's the list of what happened in the house. Right. So Natalia says no one. Okay. So Christine pepper sprayed her twice. Oh, God. And then Natalia will say things like, I mean, who does that? And she'll say it after everything that she does. Yeah. That's the stuff that feels really performative. Mm -hmm. I I don't even know if she's Here's what I think happened. I think they throw this camera on her. Mm -hmm. And they're like, tell us about some of the things Christine did to you. And she doesn't. She can't fill the space. No. Like, she's like, she pepper sprayed me. But then, like, what else am I going to say about it? Right. She doesn't right. have that. She doesn't that, have a storytelling way yes. about her. So she just, like, acts mad, which is fine. Which, sure. But it doesn't mm-hmm. make for compelling television, and they're yes. trying to make compelling television. Yes. So I blame the producers for this. But anyway, yeah, so Christine pepper sprayed her twice. She put makeup on her. She tried to pimp her out to Freddie Gill, who's clearly a hoarder. Let's get eyes on Freddie Gill. Something's going on there. He's so gross. And then she hit her with a belt. And that's all I have so far. Early on, yes. At the end, we learn that there's more. Supposedly. Well, not supposedly. This is what Nakatali says. And I want to believe everything she says that happened. But I also don't feel like she's a reliable narrator. I don't either. So she also says if the Barnetts let her get her surgeries earlier, it might have lessened her pain and her conditions, which I thought was a really interesting yeah. bombshell. Yeah. Okay, so now we have the segment I call Michael Michael's Lies. So they do a good job of showing what Michael says today versus what he said in the original documentary versus what he says when he's being deposed. Right. And in the original documentary, because they interviewed him like two or three different times, he mm-hmm. even contradicted himself. Yeah. In the first, like, he's such an, oh, I hate him so Michael much. Barnett is a scumbag. I yes. mean, there's no other way to say it. And 
For all the criticisms that we might have of Natalia, she is forgiven because, again, she was traumatized and was an abused child. Mm-hmm. Michael has is. no excuse. He is a privileged white dude. Like, fuck off, dude. Amy, he was horribly abused by Christine. Evil. I'm sorry. Her name's not even Christine. It's just evil. And I just they hate were him. both victims. Amy, they were both victims. Oh I hate God, him. This, I this hate whole him. thing, I wanted to, like, reach through my television and there smack are, him with, like, a dead fish. I would like to say there are men in this country who are in abusive relationships. A hundred percent. Of course. A hundred percent. Michael's not one of them. I don't think he so. He could have left at any time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they do a good job of showing the lies, like I said. Michael claims, for example, that he never met the Chacon. Chacones? Chacones? Mm-hmm. Chacones. Chacones. I feel like they said their name a couple of different ways. Mm-hmm. They were the original family that had Natalia. Mm-hmm. And she remembers, Natalia remembers them meeting. Now, Why Beth, Beth cares. Late- Go ahead. Interview the Chacones. I know they must they must decline not to be part of this. Yeah. Why, why don't why don't we hear from them why they gave up Natalia? Right. Right. Michael says he never spoke to them, yet we see emails between them. He says it was mm-hmm. a closed adoption. That's not true. Mm-mm. Um Beth Karras tells us like maybe Natalia remembers it wrong. I mean, she was little. Mm-hmm. And that is possible, but the paper trail doesn't lie. Right, and he never he only ever talked about the one adoption agency, and they used an entirely different one. Right, and they believed the reason that he distanced himself from that was because of the medical records. Mm-hmm. So, Michael also says he never saw Christine hit Natalia. Cut to footage of him describing it and punching <laughs> the floor. Right. Like, who could forget that part? I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a we minute. We were all there for that, sir. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He says things like, Christine never told me that she was getting calls from your teacher. He tells Natalia that. Footage of him saying, yes, Christine told me she was getting calls daily. From- He's just a fucking liar. Mm-hmm. And maybe I would have, a lie. Maybe I would have more empathy for him, more sympathy for him if he truly was abused, if he wasn't such a lying scumbag. If his story was remotely consistent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I might believe some of what he says, but I don't believe we can believe a word out of his mouth. I really hate him, and you need to tell me if I'm not being fair. Because I, whenever someone no, I, says they were abused, I feel bad not believing them and hating them. This man but, is so disgusting. Okay. He may right. have been abused. I don't know, but I don't trust a word out of his mouth. I don't either. And I do believe he had the power to end all of this. He could have picked up a phone. He could have called somebody, child services, mm-hmm. anybody. He could have not went along with this. And notice he's still driving, like, what is he driving, an Alfa Romeo to the fucking area? No, no, no. I think that was a Miata. I think it was a Miata. He still needs that. He's still a Cody Brown. He needs his little sports car. Yep. Zipping in, zipping out with his music blaring. (laughs) That house was cute, though. Do you think it was an Airbnb? I think so. It was really cute, though. I liked it. So Natalia's story about the Chacones is that she hit their son by accident, and the father, Gary, flipped out on her and... He never liked her after that, which mm-hmm. that could all be true. That could all be but true. But again, we don't know with her. No. Because not only are we looking at a, through all of this through trauma, but we're looking at this. She was a little kid. Yeah. Do you know how many things I got wrong when I was a kid? Like wrong memories that I have? Right. Because she was four, five, and six at the time this is happening. Mm-hmm. I remember glimpses mm-hmm. of that time, but I don't remember. No. And I tell my parents things that I remember and they're like, <clears throat> That's not really what Didn't happened. happen that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So she bounced around between a bunch of families looking for her next home. Then she went to Michael and Christine. We know this from the, the beginning. Jackie Starbuck comes in and tells us, you know, I'm going to give you the, the deets. I'm going to mm-hmm. give you the lowdown details here. She says, since Natalia went to the Barnetts in April of 2010, the Barnetts began this narrative of not knowing how old she was. Yeah. Yet they had all these medical records. And we know this because they were even providing them to the school system for her to mm-hmm. go to school there. Yeah. So there was an endocrinologist who had examined Natalia and said she was definitely between 9 and 10. This dentist, this really cute dentist. He was cute, but he seemed so clueless about the story. Yeah, he like didn't, he was not sitting home during the pandemic watching this bullshit. No, he was not. This was last year. This summer, but whatever. He he was like, I I mean, I remember this kid. He was out living his best life. He's like, what? There was a docuseries? I don't even know because I was out banging my way through nightclubs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Do people have nightclubs? Do they call them nightclubs? No, no. They go up to the club. (laughs) Up to the club. Yes. They go up to. So the dentist said the same thing. He's like, there's no way this kid is an adult. Look Mm -hmm. at all of her baby teeth. Right. Okay. At the end of episode one, we do a DNA test. It comes back that she is indeed now 22 years old, which puts Mm -hmm. her where? I found that really interesting that they can like really closely age you through a blood test. I know. We need to get one of those on Blanche Devereaux and figure out her real age because she would never tell. She would never tell anybody. That's Mm -hmm. true. That's Mm -hmm. true. But the problem is we'd test Rue McClanahan Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. is she still with us? No, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you're telling me Blanche Devereaux is not real. How dare you? No, I'm sorry. So now we get the Natalia's life would have been better if she were adopted by XYZ. And we have all these interviews with this other couple who are little people. And like, we don't, this is all extra. We don't need this. No. Like, sure. It would have been great if they'd been adopted by her, but they weren't. Sure. It would have also been great if she was discovered by the guy who discovered all those boy bands and he made her a singer but like that didn't happen either are we gonna go down that road oh, God, remember that creepy guy who yeah, discovered all name? of the bands oh i can't think of his name you keep talking I was will it maurice it i feel like it was lou oh maybe lou okay boy band boy band discoverer manager. lou perlman oh look at you lou perlman i could see him i just couldn't remember his name so like Natalia's life would have been so much better if Lou Pearlman discovered her as an act. Yep. And, you know, trained her and had her. But, like, we don't go down that road. Nope. Anyway. I'm going to be enraged about the storytelling the entire time. Oh, that's fine, because it's abysmal. Yeah. And as a storyteller, I take personal. I'm personally offended by this. Mm -hmm. Why are you wasting my time with a shitty told Mm -hmm. story? Mm -hmm. So now we go to the meeting with Michael, round one. Take one. Michael says, I, I have to be innocent and I have to be a good dude because I'm showing up. Right. And remember, what? how does he say that he was found innocent? A jury was, of his peers. Like, it's not a quid. It's like he uses a real word. Like, I was exonerated or something. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, whatever. Mm, no, you aren't. no, you aren't. You were just found not guilty. Mm-hmm. Two different things. So Natalia says, why are we here, Michael? And he goes, well, if you're talking philosophically. I know. Todd was like, philosophically? Okay. Just go Mm -hmm. with it. Mm -hmm. This man thinks he's a lot smarter than he is. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, why are any of us here? And then we cut. 
and we go on different trails. Like, we're right. interrupting that scene, which was a weird choice. I can't yeah. do this. Okay. We go to Brendan Davenport now, who tells us he was brought in when a doctor said this girl's ID doesn't match. He blah, blah, blah. We go on the Christine motive tangent. What was Christine's motive? So here's what we learn about her. Yeah. She turned Jacob into a genius. We remember this from episode one or series one. Turned him into a genius. Oh, I hate how we talk. I hate how she talks about Jacob. Um, I am enraged over this entire thing because this reminds me so much of like the mommy bloggers, the mommy Instagrammers. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Who just make so much money off their kids. Their kids don't make any money. Their kids don't consent to any of this. Yeah. Guys, yeah, yeah. stop, stop. Stop doing it. Yeah. Like, posting a picture here or there is great. Mm-hmm. But, like, there are people who monetize their Instagram off of their kids. Right. And they're talking about their daughters getting their period for the first time. And it's yeah. like, no, just, don't do that. I put pictures of my kids, too. But, like, I walk a line. But, like, I was talking. Was it you I was talking about how we how Facebook has changed? No. I was talking to Stephanie, I think, about it. Like, Facebook has changed so much. When I look back 10 years ago, what I used to post, I can cringe because I put so much of my kids on. Yeah. And I just, uh, like, there became this line where I was suddenly like, are they consenting to this? Yeah. And it bothered me. Mm hmm. Okay. So she thought she could do it again. So she adopts another special needs child. This is what Michael's saying. And, and, yeah, uh, Beth is telling us this as well. In the meantime, she gets a book deal to write The Spark. Mm-hmm. She gets $600,000 advance. I knew this was going to enrage you. I'm enraged by this. First of all. First of first all. First of all. That's on a spec. The book wasn't even written. Second of all, a ghostwriter wrote it. Uh-huh. I'm, uh, uh, okay. And it's, I mean- I know authors get paid for specs a lot, but they generally have written other books or they're like somebody who you know is going to have a great story. This just goes to show this is 2010. The book industry has changed so much since then. Oh, I'm sure. Advance? What's that? You don't get an advance anymore. You don't get any kind of tour anymore. Mm -hmm. And the problem, what happened is so many celebrities started writing memoirs and books. Like it's sort of like what's happened to podcasting. Like the smaller podcasts have been shut out by like, because now I somebody from the office and- will just open, like they'll just right. do a podcast about it. Right. Like these celebrities the are doing these podcasts and you're like, well, how am I going to fucking compete with that? Right. How am I going to talk about the office in a funny way when Pam and Angela are recovering yes. every damn episode? So like yeah. I always say, it's only a matter of time before some somebody needs to wake up in the 90 day universe and be like, oh, I'm going to start a 90 day podcast. I'm going to talk about it. The thing is, though, I wonder if in their contracts they can't. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So she gets this book deal. So basically, this is happening in 2011, 2012, 2013. So the entire time Natalia's with them, she is, quote unquote, writing this book, which she's fucking not. Somebody else is who's probably getting paid nothing. Right. And she is very conscious of her image. Mm -hmm. Even the movie rights were optioned. So she made a lot of money off of this. She did, yeah. So Jacob says, now we go to Jacob in his sad, sad basement bedroom. Mm-hmm. And he says he was supposed to get some of that money. I mean, it's his story and he's literally on the cover. Yeah. I just wrote, I fucking hate this for him. I hate this for him. I do too. Then Michael in his performative nature goes, I mean, she left him with $5. 
for a coffee. Okay, I'm sure she left him with five dollars. She probably gave him nothing. Right. Like, why does it have to be five dollars? Why does it have to be so dramatic? Specific. Yeah, exactly. She he couldn't even bought himself a coffee at Starbucks. I know he's a fucking idiot. Hey everyone, stay tuned. Little Miss Recap will be right back after these words. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. You guys know I'm a huge fan of therapy. But what you may not know is you don't need to be in crisis to get help. See, we all carry around stressors, big and small, whether it's stuff at work, stuff with our kids, caring for our parents, even navigating friendships. Therapy is a safe place to work through those challenges. Therapy has also been a lifeline as I parent my teenage daughters. Working through some of my own stuff has made me a better mom. If you're thinking of starting, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and it's designed to fit your schedule. BetterHelp matches you with a licensed therapist who fits your needs. And you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Little Miss Recap today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Little Miss Recap. So then we get back to Natalia getting adopted, how much she loved the Barnetts. She loved school. We learned that Christine. So I'm like, okay, what they're trying to do is they're taking the why did Christine do this? And we're filling that arc out, but it's not working. Mm-hmm. Christine tries to portray her as gifted, but the teachers were like, no, she's average. Sorry. Yeah. Like she's, she's just a normal kid. Don't know what to tell you. Right. Natalia's like, this could have been because of my surgeries. Like once they realized how expensive it was going to be to have me, maybe. Right. And then she, she again, she'll just randomly go, who does that? Or mm-hmm. they don't know it hurt. Right. And again, yeah. I think it's because she doesn't know what to say. She doesn't have the the skills to be able Mm-mm. to fill time wax a- poetic about what happened. Right. Okay. So now we have Veronica Maxwell. She comes in. And I don't really know why she comes in because <laughs> she doesn't really give us anything. I, there's a lot of these people. I don't know why mm-hmm. they're here in this documentary because mm-hmm. they don't really yeah. help. I literally have, oh, she investigated FBI crimes against children. Nothing. And nothing, nothing else. Great. Okay. Natalia wonders why the Barnetts didn't just send her back. She says they had, oh, um, Beth says they had no option now but to age Natalia. Mm-hmm. This was their second prong attack here. We go back to the interview. Michael says, we have the same monster. And I guess we learned that Christine was uh, threatening to take his boys off of him. Yeah. I, it sounds like if... If he was abused by her, mm-hmm. don't know if he was, but if he mm-hmm. was abused by her, the thing that she used over and over again to threaten him and keep him in line was custody of his children, which is a I, real powerful tool. 
If, it is. if that's true, it's an incredibly powerful tool. I think what bothers me so much about him is we didn't see this from him in season one. I felt like he, yeah, I don't know. He seemed more team Christine, even though he talked about how evil she was. Yeah, he didn't talk. And it seems like the way he talks about her in part two is that there was never a moment where he didn't think she was evil versus yes. part one where it feels like she got evil because of the divorce. She got yes. evil to him through the divorce mm -hmm. process. Agreed. Which we don't even know why they divorced. No, we have no idea. No idea. And and he tells the the people deposing him that she kept all of the six hundred thousand dollars. That's not how divorce works, dude. Mm -mm. You get half of that, mm -hmm. unless she spent it. We don't know. Right. But that's a lot of money to spend in a very short amount of time. Yeah. Okay. Although I could do it. Challenge me. Go ahead. I could do it. I could I could be gone with $600,000 if you gave it to me tomorrow. Yes. Now, some of that would include buying a house, but yes, it's fine. Yeah. So Bishop Manns, oh, Natalia at one point says to him, please don't cuss. I don't know mm. what he said. I can't figure <laughs> it out. And then she asks, why did you marry her, Michael? Now, what does this have to do with anything? Why did you I marry her? My guess is if his story is that she is she was so evil all along, why would you even have married her? Right, I guess. But that's not how divorce works. Like, that's not how, no, that's uh, not how abusive relationships work. No. You know what I mean? So, but she wouldn't know that because she's a kid. Right. Even now, she's 20. She's still a kid, in my opinion. So she asked why you didn't marry. Michael says, that's a hell of a question. And Bishop Manns comes forward and he's like, oh, we are in a house of God, motherfucker. You broke down Jack Black. You get out of here. He starts freaking out on him. He is screaming at him and screaming. losing his shit. And Michael's lawyer, Terrence, steps forward. Right. And he's like, look, I'm, I'm not asking you not to be a man of God, but I'm saying, you know, you need, like, he tries to, to intervene here. Yeah, he tries to neutralize the situation. It's not long before Michael just flips out, flips mm -hmm. his fucking lid, starts screaming, pulling his hair out, a la a toddler throwing a tantrum. Mm -hmm. And he runs out to his, first of all, I watched this 10 times because <laughs> I needed to see what he, he grabbed his wife's purse. The wife was there. Oh, okay. Or some woman that he's with. Right. He grabs her purse I thought he grabbed it from her, and I was oh. going to say, like, hmm, but he grabbed it off the floor, and then she, like, sprang to life and followed him out. Right. That was his sign that, like, we're getting the hell out of here. Yes. Yes. You know, and I, to be fair, I could see if, if I was in some tumultuous situation that Todd was like, we're getting out of here, he could grab my yeah. purse and be like, yeah, we're going. Yep, we're out. Yep. We're out. Yeah. But I, the way he grabbed it, I thought he grabbed it off her, and yeah, it seemed that, aggressive. very different. Mm -hmm. So Natalie Gray says at this point, Christine started to convince her that she was having her period. We get the whole period story. She claims that Christine, trigger alert, guys, this is rough. Christine forced her to put a tampon in and that caused mm -hmm. it to bleed. I, I don't want to spend a lot of time there. No, okay. it's, it's so horrible. Now Michael tells the story of Natalia Grace putting liquid pledge into Christine's coffee. And my question is, who buffs their counters with liquid pledge? Why? Because we yeah. see a lot of that. We do. And I'm like... <laughs> Even if it's a butcher block, you're not going to use pledge on no. it because you're cooking on it. No. Why it's are weird. you pledge? Yeah. The reenactments I could do without. Oh, the reenactments were terrible. They were terrible. Uh, especially the reenactment. 
I don't mean to laugh, but it's so crazy. The reenactment of Christine whipping her with the belt, where the yes. actress is just deadpan the entire time. It's <laughs> going like this. Like, <laughs> like computer, it was real weird. It's really weird. So, um, so what did you think about, about this liquid pledge story? I don't, I certainly don't think it happened as Christine says it happened. If anything, it's, you know, it's what Natalia said. Because it's possible, like, you know, we've all sprayed. We know how when you spray a cleaning product, it goes all over the place. Yeah. And if there was a cup of coffee not far from it, I could see some getting on the cup or sure. like, and making it smell like something's happened. Especially if you're a little kid, you're spraying right. that gel all over the Exactly. Place. You're like, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and also, let's remember the thing, like. When he, we'll talk about the knife thing, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. She, had, she has very limited mm-hmm. manual dexterity. Yes. So even if she's pressing the little button on a pledge can, like it probably is going everywhere because she can't, she doesn't have the hand strength. She can't bend her fingers. Right. So like, you know, all the things that we would assume if you and I were doing it with this a bottle, like. We would have a lot of control over this, and we're adults. But even as kids, we would have had a ton of. Amanda more has something in her hand that she's threatening to spray. <laughs> yeah, it's um eyeglasses cleaner. <laughs> I like Spraying how you're you. demonstrating how we would. Oh, I have a bottle. <laughs> Here's I mean, Todd's coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, don't drink that coffee. Sorry. I mean, I wouldn't put it past my kids throwing some pledge in my coffee. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, do you think that then Christine made her reenact it on camera? Like, I don't, I don't no. know. I, don't I, I know. think Christine made her reenact, made her do a lot of stuff on camera. Okay. I do. Right. I don't think she did a lot of these. I Like the videos they have of her being like. I need to go to church to get rid of the bad people or whatever. Read the Bible to get rid of the bad absolutely, things. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think her Christine made her say all that. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah. Guys, here's a pro tip. If, you, if you're childless by choice or you don't have kids, whatever, hear me. Kids will pretty much do whatever the fuck you tell them when mm-hmm. they're like five, six, seven. They're yours to control. Trust mm-hmm. me. I miss those days. I want to go back to those <laughs> days. Um, but seriously, like kids... You, you almost, I can remember at times being almost stunned by the amount of power that I had over my kids as their mm-hmm. parent. Yeah. So believe me, Christine easily could have gotten her to say some of this stuff. A hundred percent. Of course. Yeah. So now we get the Michael and Christine are starting to tell people all these things because now we need to spread the narrative. Right. And we need to start building a case to get rid of her. They call the neighbors, and then we do have one neighbor who says that they came over. And that was the found... weird neighbor that we saw before, the nosy neighbor. No, this was a different neighbor who had their voice concealed, and we were hearing an audio oh, recording. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yes, yes, yes. And this person said they came over, they found matches under the bed and some rubbing alcohol, and when they asked Natalia Grace what they were going to do, what she was going to do with it, she said, I'm going to light this house on fire and kill everybody. And you can die too, bitch. You know, like, mm, mm-hmm. that that's a nice, I don't know, blouse you have there. You want something to happen to it. I don't know what she would say. Um, but <laughs> she went to the blouse barn. Um, <laughs> so here's my thing. I think absolutely a kid who was suffering this much abuse would say this. Mm-hmm. Would think these things would want to hurt this family. 
Yeah. 100%. If this family's beating on her and doing terrible shit to her. I'd want to kill them too. I mean, my kids wanted to murder me when I wouldn't buy them like a Xbox. I can't imagine if I was abusing them. You would think all hell has broken loose here when one thing doesn't go somebody's way. Exactly. Do not underestimate the murderous rage simmering below the surface of a preteen or a young child. (laughs) Yeah. It's right on it's right there at any given. Right there. It's right there. Okay. So now um this is where shit gets real bad. Mm -hmm. She is because of some of this stuff that they've been you know catching her on tape doing supposedly they commit her to larue carter psychiatric facility is it larue do i have Mm -hmm. that right yeah okay Mm -hmm. so in text they're gloating about this and michael calls her a demon possessed soul and i wrote even when he's texting he doesn't know how to speak no but those texts are so horrible yeah they're horrible these are people that the state whomever you know trusted these people to raise this child right 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 Ugh, and this is God. what we got she gets re-aged while she's in there so she is put in an adult wing of a psychiatric hospital oh. i wrote jesus christ jesus christ i know it's so the it's thought so of this is uh, it's too much so one of the only advocates for the reaging, and we learned this in season one, was the family doctor who wrote this letter like, this chick is batshit crazy. And basically the the judge is like, I've never seen a doctor write a letter like this. Like, You know what, what it's reminiscent of? That crazy doctor that Donald Trump used to say that he was the healthiest oh, man that's that ever walked the planet. Six-pack abs, yes. Right, and that he was going to live to be 200, that guy. Yes, it yes. feels just like that. Dr. Jackson? Well, that was his personal physician when he was president, but there was that guy beforehand. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Donald Trump doctor letter. Uh, Let's see. Uh, We have to go back to like 2016. Ah, Harold Bornstein. Mm, Okay. All right. Harold Bornstein. Oh, he's dead now. He dead now. Mm, okay. He dead he now. He dead now. <laughs> okay. So the prosecutors are like, this is bizarre. Like a doctor never says a person is evil in a letter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Unless you're Cody Brown's doctor, you might write that in invisible ink at the bottom and hope that the one who knows <laughs> how to he says, reveal it. <laughs> you hope that Misty Quigley shows up and realizes how to get to that part. Can we? see quickly in on Nat- natalia grace i feel like she'd figure this shit out she'd figure this right out detectives would have it all covered i'm just thinking of the doctor who referred robin brown to the hospital when she was dying of covid with her 100 oh, degree fever right writing in invisible ink like this woman is a psychopath, <laughs> a psychopath the that is the, not really sick at the bottom of the referral and no one knows it except like the misty quigley type nurse right just who's like i got this just give her some pills that are made of sugar and send her on her way home. <laughs> it's the only thing that's going to shut this bitch up. So they, she is eight. They age her to 22. And this allows them to, you know, send her home because she's an adult and she's not crazy. So they send her to a fucking halfway house. Mm. Who, I mean, let's, let's not take the re-aging into account. Okay. I, let's, 
let's take it at face value and say, okay, she's reaged to 22 years old. She is She 22. is still a young, vulnerable girl with special needs. And you're throwing her in a and random halfway throwing, house? Like, yeah, even if she's 30, that's not okay. Mm-mm. These fucking no. people. These people need to be, I don't know, is there like a lifetime ban on ever coming into contact with other children? There isn't, but there should be. We need to throw them on some kind of list like that. Okay. So there were, um, Nat- Natalia Grace tells us, there were people with drugs and needles and, you know, it was a whole thing. So they go and they pick her up, supposedly because Christine's worried that she'll be found dead from an overdose. Okay. She she didn't say she was doing the drugs. No. No. Whatever, weirdo. So now we get that famous old lady who calls her a slot and a floozy. I hate this. I forgot how much I hated this lady. Talk about having, no pun intended, like no grace for this girl. I know. No empathy, no care for another human. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. This woman is so gross. We get the story again about how Natalie Grace was sexually touching this little boy. Natalie Grace says she wasn't. Now, I think she might have been. Because that is a common thing with abused children. Mm-hmm. That they mm-hmm. they act out sexually. I mean, there are kids yeah. who aren't abused who act out sexually. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, I'm sure that was happening. You have no idea what this child has seen through her whole life. Nope. No idea. She tells a story about how she would knock on people's doors, of course, because she was like nine. And hungry and yes. left alone and scared and wanting company. And of course, she found some creepo who was like naked watching porn and inviting her in. And he's not a creep because he's naked watching porn, but he's a creep because he's inviting a little kid a in. Small child into watching porn, and <laughs> be naked with. Right. Yeah. He didn't like just shut the door and say go home. Right. So she was creeped out and left, and she's like, you know, he's. I'm lucky he didn't try to rape me or kill me. Which she's correct. She's she's correct. correct. One point, Christine tries to overdose her. Then we have this weird confrontation with the neighbor that you were talking about. The mm-hmm. the. The real bizarre looking neighbor who looks like, I don't know, some kind of circus performer. <laughs> She's got like bright red blush yeah, on her, and a her real makeup's floral real pattern. Yeah. Poor choice. I'm for sorry. Me, I- for me to comment on makeup, you know it's bad because I don't even notice. Happy and sad we did not return to Belly Button Gate. What's Belly? Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, this woman. Like, this is what I'm talking about. Natalia gets into a big fight with this woman, and she's all aggro at this woman. Uh-huh. And I don't. I think this woman is not great either. Don't get no. me wrong. But putting myself in the place of this neighbor, in her shoes, mm-hmm. if, you know, all of a sudden, Stephanie, who I've known for a long time, said to me, this kid is dangerous. She tried to hurt us. She'll mm-hmm. try to hurt your kid. You can rest assured I'm li- I'm not letting you near my kid. I've known you six months. Right. Yep. And yep. Natalia's like, Natalia feels like this woman should have had loyalty to her. Yeah. And that's a kid's way of thinking. It is. It mm-hmm. is. That's the problem. I mean, all these people are just such terrible. She's like, narrative. why didn't you talk to me? Why didn't you ask me? And the woman's like crying. Mm-hmm. And the woman's kind of like, I don't know. I should have. I should have. Like, no, you didn't know that kid. Why would you have? Like, that would be weird. Ken Maxwell comes in. He's like, why did all these things take place? We don't have a motive. Yes, we did. We just went through it all. Ken, where have you been? (laughs) Late to the show? (laughs) Ken, were you late for your call where we had to review everything we're talking about before we got to you? He's like, 
after looking at the circumstantial evidence, there was a clear plan. We know. Right. We just spent two episodes talking about it. So now they put her in this apartment in Lafayette. I'm almost done here. This is how quick I'm going through this. She and her mom go visit. We see them revisit her and mm -hmm. Cynthia. And it's a physical challenge. Yeah. And I, can't I thought that was imagine. powerful to yeah. show yep. how difficult it was would be for her to have lived in that place. Like, I, I think, you know, when we talk about Natalia Grace, we we sometimes forget the fact that this is a this is a kid who can't literally can't take care of herself. No. Because of all of her medical needs. And so, like I said, when I was explaining it to my mom, I'm like, she can't reach the top of a washing machine. She can't reach a sink without no. accommodations. Yes. For her yes. to be comfortable in a home, there needs to be a lot of retrofitting and accommodations mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. support her, which yes. is fine. But that yep. needs to happen for her to be comfortable. Yes. So we learned that Michael and Christine were driving somewhere and she gets him like on a hot mic sitch saying, shut up, I'll kill you. Which I have yeah. no doubt he said that kind of shit all the time. Oh, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they both did. Yep. The things it that their three boys have seen are horrific. Yeah. She, The kids were in the car. She uses this to help get him banned from Canada and take his kids away from him. Mm -hmm. So there we go. Like, dude, instead of worrying about driving a sports car and growing weird facial hair, why don't you <laughs> get a lawyer who, like, will get you custody of your kids or at least allow you to see them? Right. Because that's not what he cares about. He doesn't care about that. He doesn't give a shit about his kids. Mm -hmm. So he stays with some friends who are like, oh, yeah, him and Christine, like, they were real toxic. They were screaming at each other all the time. Mike, so this means Christine's in Canada. She fucks off to Canada with the boys. Michael is left in Indiana and he begins sending her text messages like, why are you leaving Natalia Grace without electricity? Why did you take the AC? Right. Why, like, he, he does seem to weirdly be advocating for her at times, mm -hmm. but I will, I posit that that is just his way of fighting with Christine. I think so too. And just creating drama. Mm -hmm. Like, he doesn't really care. No, I don't think he gives a shit. Because here, here's he here's something, anybody, dude. Drive to Walmart and get an AC and bring it over to her. Right. It's not that hard. No. Call up the electric company and say, I want to pay this bill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard. We get a little background on her time in the Ukrainian orphanage. And she remembers a guy putting a towel or something over her face. They interview her birth mother. Her birth mother's like, I would love to have her here. But mm -hmm. Natalia Grace doesn't want to reunite with her birth mother, which is, I found that odd. I want to say weird, she, odd, but. I think she blames her mom yeah, for I all of be this happening. Judgy. You're right. Because if she hadn't let her go, none of this would have happened. Yeah, you're right. It's you're easy right. for I, her to imagine she would have had a great, perfect life with her mother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's probably pretty common. I just yeah. feel like, wouldn't she hope that her mother would just love her but clearly that's not right. what is going through her head at the time and we do see like the mother when she gave her up and surrendered her rights we see the paperwork and the mother clearly said it was for financial reasons because mm -hmm. she could not take care of her with all of her needs so yeah. she did the right thing the mother she did and it's hard i'm sure it was heartbreaking for her mm -hmm. absolutely she remembers an incident in the ukraine where some black cloaked figure with a green mask came in yeah this was really weird and what i took from this is this is the moment where she realized like her disabilities made her vulnerable because mm -hmm. she said all the kids could run and she couldn't she run could. away and yeah. she was stuck and i felt that is a metaphor mm -hmm. 
because that is how she feels in her life. Absolutely. And it's really sad. Um, she also remembers somebody covering her face and being carried to a big building. She was in a doctor's office. She got a shot. She blacked out. She was lying on a couch. She says it might have been a guy in a white t-shirt. And then production shows her a picture of her in the orphanage. Mm-hmm. And there's an old dude. And he's wearing a white hat. Yeah. Now, he looks like he's examining her. Yeah. It looks it's like a doctor's appointment. A doctor's appointment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But and she wasn't alone in the room, clearly, because someone took the photo. Right. But they, they're trying to imply this is the guy. Right, that and he was that's, sexually assaulting her. And that's something nefarious was happening. It yeah. doesn't look nefarious, but I don't... We don't know. We, we don't, don't know. know. Um, we learn now that she's getting adopted formally by the man's family, so we see that. Then we have the second meeting with Michael. Mm-hmm. This one, the temperature is way down now. They're much... He is much calmer. He, he needs to be medicated. I'm just going to say it. Mm-hmm. I'm an advocate for your psychotropic drugs. Bring them on. Uh, is that the right word? I don't know. Uh, psychotropic, maybe. I feel like that, I'm not sure. Please I word police me, because I would do I it will. to anyone else. Psychotropic medications, make sure we're saying the right thing. Psychiatric, psychiatric or psychotropic medication okay. is a psychiatric term. Take it, blah, blah, blah. Yes. Okay. So we're, we're talking your antidepressants, anti-anxiety. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan. If you oh, need them, get them. Get them, take them. Same, same, same. And Michael needs them. I'm just no. going to say it. Okay. That and a lot of therapy and probably someone to work on his one or many personality disorders. Yes. So they reach a point where he kind of apologizes and she forgives him and she asks if she can pray over him. Um, I wrote, she seems different without Mans nearby. Mans is not right on her. Yet no one's in that room. Mm-mm. So Terrence couldn't be in there, uh-huh. nor could mm-hmm. Antoine. The The whole confrontation is as frustrating as you imagine it to be. Mm-hmm. Her asking, he won't answer anything. Her asking him questions that like, why doesn't help you? Like yeah. she wants some kind of, I don't even think she, she knows wants an what answer. she wants. She wants an answer as to why all this happened. And she's going to ask the question in a 17 million ways. And the there's problem no is answer. no one. There's no answer. No one can tell her why this happened because 20 17 20,000 different things happened mm-hmm. that created this whole thing. I think what it comes down to is she's like, Why didn't you just give me back? Mm-hmm. But like, we have that answer. I, I think it's even more than that's why didn't you protect me? Yeah, because protecting yeah. could have been giving her back. Protect, yep. like, protection yep. could have taken on a ton of forms. She just but wants like, to know look- why someone let this happen to her. But look at Michael. He is not capable. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> Terrence. Uh, okay, so now we have more of Michael's attorney who defends mm. Michael. Left and right. I what he really thinks. I want to give him the same truth serum I want to give Robin Brown mm. about Isabel's surgery. Mm-hmm. I want to give mm-hmm. that to Terrence and be like, what do you really think of this lunatic? Yes. Michael denies everything. Oh, wait. Terrence thinks Michael suffers from PTSD. And he mm. might. Who knows? Might. I don't know. And we also don't know what happened in Michael's childhood. No, we have no idea. I'm going to so, guess it wasn't great based on what we're looking at right now. <laughs> you think? <laughs> Michael denies everything except the knife incident. Mm-hmm. Like they catch him on lies because of course he's denying everything. We're going back to the footage. You said it, dude. You were there, whatever. Mm-hmm. But he says, I 100% remember you standing in our bedroom with a knife. Like this is something he will not back down from. Right. So... I don't know where I stand on that. And here's the the rub. I don't think it matters. 
No, it doesn't, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No. Terrence basically says, no one wanted this little girl. Everyone gave her up because she's a problem. And I just wrote, fuck you, Terrence. How about that? How about yeah, here's fuck a big you. fuck you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who the hell do you think you are? Yep. Michael basically, Michael basically tells her he had to choose his own kids over her. And she cries at one point, like fake cries. You know how she does the, uh, mm-hmm. I don't think it's fake. I think she's, that's her emotion pouring out, but there's no tears. It's yeah. not like a Robin Brown cry. No, no. Mm-mm. I think she's having real emotions. Yeah. She just doesn't, she's so. God, there's she a detachment so from her own emotion there. Yeah. Which makes sense given all this kid's been through. A hundred percent. She has, she has been diagnosed with re- reactive detachment disorder, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about in a minute. So the final episode, Michael refuses to play the accusation from Freddie Gill that he had sex with Natalia Grace. I don't think that happened. I'm not Mm -hmm. getting that vibe at all. Mm -mm. I don't get that vibe from Natalia. She didn't seem to, she didn't seem to bad an eye being in a room with him, which I think would have been different if he had abused her. And she talks about sexual abuse, but has nothing to do with him. Nothing to do with him. We learn about the mans and how they defended her. And then there is this younger child who says, oh, Natalia Grace used to beat me when she got here. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Um, Cynthia Mann says there were big issues and Natalia Grace did have to be corrected. And that sent my hair up a little bit on my neck. Like, what Don't does it mean to be corrected? Corrected. Yeah. <sighs> Natalia Gray says, look, I lied. I stole. I cussed. I said sexual things. I feel terrible, but I didn't know. I was exposed to a bunch of stuff I shouldn't have been. And, mm-hmm. you know, fine. We get some funny business in Ukraine where we learn that her adoption record. This is what I'm talking about, Beth Karras. Like, Beth Karras now wants us to think, like, introduce new theory right before the end. Right. That she was probably sex trafficked. But, like, we have no evidence of that. No evidence of that she, at she's all. She's just like, the judge was fired for corruption who did her adoption. Okay. okay. That, that cool. kind of shit happens all the time. Right. Um, and her adoption records are missing. So are probably a million other kids. Right. Um, birth mom says she never visited her in the orphanage. She signed off on her rights because of the cost and her low socioeconomic status. Interview with Natalia Grace as a kid saying she knows where her private areas are and they were touched by that man in the orphanage. So she she was, she did suffer some sexual abuse there. Something happened, yeah. Mm -hmm. Again, I don't doubt that horrific things have happened to this young woman over and over and over again. Me either. And the other part. (laughs) Reactive attachment disorder is a condition where the child doesn't form healthy emotional bonds with their caretakers often because of emotional neglect or abuse at an early age. They have trouble managing their emotions. Mm -hmm. They struggle to form meaningful connections with other people. They rarely seek or show signs of comfort and may seem fearful or anxious around caretakers. Right. That's pretty interesting, and it happens a lot in foster care and orphans. And we hear about this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you don't have an appropriate early bond with, somebody you don't learn how to bond basically if you don't securely attach you're fucked yeah pretty much i mean pretty much i shouldn't say that because you could fix that you can but fix i'm just that. saying like that's where the the initial wound comes exactly and, and it's then you spend your life through. fixing that mm-hmm. yeah. take it from somebody who knows mm-hmm. so then i have symptoms and causes real quick are not showing positive emotions like comfort love or joy 
avoiding eye contact, expressing fear, anger by throwing temper tantrums or frequently showing unhappiness or sadness, trying to take things in the environment that they can control, which makes them likely to break rules. So this is Mm. clearly what's going on with her. Makes perfect sense. And she's like, yeah, I absolutely had that. 100%. Going on. She's like, yeah. And of course she did. Mm Mm-hmm. So now we see the adoption day with the mans. And, oh, I wrote back to Michael bullshit, but I, I didn't cover any of it. Okay. <laughs> so she's happy. It's very sweet. She mm-hmm. says she doesn't trust anyone, but she trusts the mans and she's beyond happy. Everybody's crying. I'm crying. I'm, they all had your, these cute t-shirts on. No, I did didn't Did your cry. dead cold heart defrost long enough? No. No. Okay. No, I was crying. I was crying. Were you crying the on the inside? Cute. Maybe. Okay. 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 The t-shirts were great. The they were very were cute. Yeah. Um, so just when you think it's over, we get black screen of death. Two weeks ago and six months after the adoption, production gets a call from the mans. Now, Antoine says, quote, I wrote it all down word for word. Okay, good. Good. Something ain't right with Natalia. This girl is tweaking. I feel <laughs> like she's the enemy in the house. She said to us, we have held her hostage and made us look like we're the enemy. Cynthia says, Natalia is stabbing her family in the back over a complete lie. Anton says, she's done other things too, but this is a new low. Natalia does not have emotions for nothing but herself. We're done. We're done with her. And Cynthia's going, "Uh uh-huh. And that's it. And then Natalia's story will continue. The fuck? What the fuck? Somebody in Backdoor Friends, you Backdoor Friends are real smart. Because somebody said, and I wonder if this is true, if it's a fight over money. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, I had said, I wonder if she got paid for this. Do people get paid for documentaries? I think it depends. I don't know. I'm Googling it. You're Googling. Okay, you're on it. Okay. Um, Documentary filmmakers are not legally obligated to compensate their subjects. However, it is a common practice in the industry. Okay. Okay. I'm guessing because this was a season two. Mm Mm-hmm. They probably she got money. paid her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was so popular and all of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think she got paid from one. No. Also, she didn't really appear in one. No, she didn't. You're right. She didn't. Because yeah. um, she couldn't. Because she was legally. She mentions that. She's like, the reason I didn't talk in the first one is because I was still under court order, gag orders, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um. My other thought is. Are they doing this to create drama so we get a season three? Yes. Okay. I think so too. I think so too. Because if if without this call, mm-hmm. we're done with this story. It's a happy yeah. ending. Mm-hmm. She's with a good family. Even if the even if the story is, is that she's moved out on her own. Right. She's 21, 22. That great i hope she can live independently one day if that's what she wants to do well okay so a few things i will tell you that she has been spotted with the mans on social media okay it appears that they're still with each other okay so i don't know if this was just a blow up she still uses the last name mans on social media and if that's the case if this was just them fighting then it is irresponsible the producers to show us that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in my opinion I agree. Um, Because families fight. Parents fight with their kids. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think that... How many times, Amy, have you called Timmy and said, X or Y daughter's tweaking? (laughs) 
I'm gonna call them right now and tell them to, they're not even here, and I'm gonna say, just assume they're tweaking. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I mean, I know what tweaking actually means from a drug perspective. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. don't think that's what he means. I don't I, think she was tweaking, no. <laughs> so <laughs> here, here's my thing. So she started a GoFundMe. Mm-hmm. People are have feel some type of way about that. I don't. Yes. I think if people want to give this woman $50, give it to her. Go ahead. Why can't? Yeah. She deserves it because she has to live with all of these physical deformities that she has to mm-hmm. imagine being dependent on someone else for your entire life. Mm-hmm. That is this girl's life. She's raised she's raised sixty seven hundred dollars mm-hmm. thus far. Her goal mm-hmm. is twenty thousand. Hundred and fifty three people have donated, and a lot of them are like five dollars. Yeah. There's a lot Guys, of ten dollars. We, a lot of we give our money to a lot more. Some of you fucking give your money to me. Could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> Natalia Grace deserves it way more than I do. <laughs> All I'm saying is, people give money to whatever, and I don't. Care. Yeah, I I don't I don't begrudge her trying to raise money and capitalizing off the people who capitalized off of her. Mm-hmm. This girl yeah. has been exploited her entire life. Yeah. You know what? Exploit the exploiters. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Of all yeah. the things about this, the fact that she has a GoFundMe is the least interesting part of it. Right. Like, and if if that GoFundMe helps her to get some independence so she's not dependent on weirdos like Michael, mm-hmm. I say go for it. Good mm-hmm. for you. Yeah. Because we all and know. And I actually looked at it yesterday and it had only, it was only like $1,100. So people are <laughs> popping up here. Because we all know there are not social systems in place to support this. Oh. So this is this is the American way. The yeah. GoFundMe of the medical. That's type. that's American healthcare. Mm-hmm. Is- mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I've said it all. Yeah. It the documentary itself was terrible. Terrible. It, it could was, have been two episodes. It was so bad. I have a ton of empathy for Natalia. I also don't trust her. Yeah, like I get when people are saying we're having some issues in conversations about her across social media because people are like, I don't like her and they feel Mm -hmm. bad about not liking her. Mm -hmm. You don't have to like her. You don't have to like her to feel sorry for her. Nope. Bottom line. I have have empathy for a lot of people I don't necessarily like. Amanda has empathy for the Unabomber. R.I.P. (laughs) R.I.P., man. (laughs) No. R.I.P. Ted Bundy and the Unabomber. You know, whatever you're going to do. No, but seriously, like, you don't have to like her to agree that she was abused. Horrible things happen to this Mm -hmm. young child. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Also, she's not great. Yeah. 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 Uh, You know, all Now, people are talking about her through the lens of Gypsy Rose. Now, I know nothing about Gypsy Rose. I know a lot about Gypsy Rose. So I feel like maybe we need to watch that. I think I we should know. watch it. I really enjoy Gypsy Rose. Um, okay. I, don't enjoy, I don't enjoy her. I'm, I, I've been fascinated by the story for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Her mother was absolutely insane. I am so glad that she has been released and she has the opportunity to live a real life. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a Munchausen by proxy situation? Yeah. And okay. like real bad. Real like, bad. Okay. Her, her mother had her like salivary glands removed. She no, had like no. dozens and dozens of surgeries she never needed. No. She was on a feeding tube that she never needed. Are you fucking needed. kidding me? No, Amy, it is so uh, horrific. 
It is so and bad. And that mother's dead, right? Yes. Yeah, she, does, she, she does not get my R.I.P. No, no, no. Dee Dee Blanchard does not get our R.I.P. Uh, yeah, no, she's dead because Natalia, or Natalia, Jesus, because um, Gypsy Rose's boyfriend murdered Killed her. her. Right. Right. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I think, I do think some of this Natalia is like, why is she getting all this attention and I'm not? Yeah, yeah. Possible. And, and horrible things happen to both of them. Mm-hmm. Possible. Just different horrible things. But yes. yeah, no, the Gypsy Rose thing is fascinating. It's utterly yeah. fascinating to me. Yeah. All right, my friend. We've said it all. And thank you guys for listening to us say it all. We appreciate it. If you haven't already, check out our paid feed where you get Sister Wives Rewatch coming up next week. Yes. I'm so psyched. Right. Oh, I don't also, know when I'm just... dropping this. So it might already be started. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. whenever it is, I, I will say if you if you haven't watched this documentary, don't feel compelled to unless you really want to. Like, you're not yeah. missing anything. One of the backdoor friends said you could watch the first episode and the last. And I think they're right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And listen to us talk about it. Mm-hmm. You're fine. Yeah, you're fine. Um, we're also doing. Okay, so we have a lot coming up. We're doing. <laughs> what else do we do? The Crown. We have mm-hmm. episodes eight and nine in in the tank coming yes. at you. In the hopper, as they and say. We also have um, the single life that we're doing on Patreon, yes. Supercast, and Apple subscriptions. Maths is still going. Maths is still going in Prison Brides. So we got a lot of content coming at you. Yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. And if you want to skip and not sign up this month and give that eight dollars to Natalie Grace, I understand. You can it's give fine. it to us in February. We'll take it too. Yep. All right. Sounds good. All right. Thank you guys so much, and we'll see you soon. Take care, everyone. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.